This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and I just want to say thank you to all the boomer moms who love crafts so much that they coddled their sons just so we'd have a project to work on. Hooray! Uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and uh, Alfred Hitchcock with a guillotine is my spirit gif. <laughs> Kill the rich. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm Tess Barker, and some of you are really still out here observing days of the week. <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy and of course Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies. Ladies and ladies. Beep, beep, beep. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh God, hello. Ooh, hell yeah, guys. It is whatever day of the week. You know, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it drops, you know that it is a Wednesday. Yes. And that is the only day that matters, I think, in the new normal. Um, I mean, it's always hump day somewhere. That's what we say on Lady to Lady. You know? Goddamn right. <laughs> it's on a, is it's there on any day that matter? I mean, I don't, I feel like I, Wednesday is the least significant day. Really? I think Tuesday, like, if I, whenever I give an example of an insignificant day, I usually say Tuesday. Tuesday, I believe, is the, is the most insignificant day as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's get our what? guest. Let's hear her opinion on which day of the week <laughs> she feels the most strongly or the least strongly about. Um, she's an amazing singer. I know her from uh, the Vagabonnie's Roadshow. Uh, she's the singer of Hi-Ho and Turnspit, two amazing bands out of Chicago. She's also an amazing yogi that she does yoga on her Instagram all the time. Jillian McGee, everybody. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Day of the um, week. How do you yeah. feel? I'm Team Tuesday as being like the least inspired day of the week, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've come to love Sundays. Totally. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah I as have a, to. I feel like as a child, Sundays were like the worst day of the week, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it meant that school was happening tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but also, doesn't that just illustrate how we're not present? Like, we're worrying about the future. We're not staying where we are. We have the day off, and we're too worried about what tomorrow is. That so. is what I think the spirit of, sun- <laughs> of Sunday fun day is. It's like, why yeah. worry about tomorrow? We can party right now. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the day. This is yeah. the day. You might not yeah. get to Monday, so celebrate your Sunday. Truly, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I love a Sunday. I think it's mm-hmm. important to be very decadent on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. It's a good languishing day, mm-hmm. I think. It's a good day for a robe. Because, like, Saturday can tend to have, like, a little bit too much pressure sometimes because you're like, this is, like, the day. But yes. then Sunday, you can sleep in. It's a good day for a pancake. 
Great yeah, I like I somehow <laughs> I, like I somehow weekends actually happen more than they used to. I don't I think because maybe it's more of like a everything's so intense now that like weekends feel like more of a collective break for everyone to be like right dear god let me just fucking breathe for a second yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i know what, what you I mean. mean yeah i know what you mean yeah, yeah like it's almost like if we're gonna be in a perpetual weekend we have to make the weekend weekend like hardcore weekend <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> weekend squared to the next level Absolutely. i will say in regards to pancakes mm-hmm. the, the most common day that i make pancakes on is monday morning because that's how I get over Monday. I make pancakes. Huh. <laughs> of course, Tess would just be like, and how do I extend this weekend? That's, yeah. not, <laughs> that's not the beginning of Monday. That's extending of Sunday. There you go. <laughs> My life is one big extending Sunday. <laughs> I would argue if you made pancakes on Tuesday instead of Monday, maybe it would feel like your week was even more Ooh. broke up. Like oh, Monday, yeah. Monday is a work day, and then Tuesday morning you give yourself a little pancake treat. Sure, why not? <laughs> Maybe I mean, you yeah. would feel as though you were taking back Sunday, if you will. Hey. Oh. I know. I was like, there is a taking back Sunday joke here, <laughs> and I am not quick enough to uh, to reel it in. So thank On you. Sunday for doing morning when you okay, I don't work. know. This is the only yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to avoid a manic Monday, take back Sunday. Ooh la la! There it is. Because <laughs> Friday, is where we are I'm now. in love. Friday, I'm in love, and <laughs> tacos are Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that song. What is it called? Friday. What was it called? Rebecca Friday. Black. Friday. 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 Yeah. No, I was thinking of the Cure song. Friday. <laughs> no, I'm no, in no, love. not. Not. Oh, I thought. <laughs> For some reason, I immediately assumed you were going to bring up Rebecca Black. I was like, yeah, Rebecca Black? Tess, how long have we been uh, friends? How long have we been friends? Babs, loves, Babs loves that song. Well, a Barbara, oh, I, Barbara. I thought you thought I was yeah. going to bring her up. No, no, no. No, I, no, no. Okay. No, I knew you, I knew you were referencing no, the No, I was cure. just saying the yeah. Friday where I'm in love is like, that's an unhealthy relationship, I think. Yeah. The rest of the week, you're really so depressed. Much, honestly, like so much pressure, you know? Yeah. It's it's like a lot to put on somebody. Exactly. Like literally, you're the shining light in my shit life. Who's been in that relationship before? <laughs> <laughs> Just white knuckling my way through a Friday night that then you're too tired and you go to bed early. That's Friday. <laughs> Friday might be the, the, the dark horse um, most depressing day of the week, I think, for that reason. Because really? like, it's, it's the weekend. Well, not as much now because what is time? Um, but I feel like it used to be like when you had like a job job, it was like, all right, cool. It's fucking Friday. I'm going to do something. Actually, I just want to be asleep by like 11 o'clock. I just want to go the fuck to bed. Cause right. I'm when you can't rally. Yeah. 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 But even like, I don't mind though. I mean, I guess I just don't like I, Friday to me. I just associate with like taking my bra off and like mm-hmm. being relieved. So I don't, I don't really mind if I don't do anything on Friday. Okay. Actually speaking of bras. Yes. Um, I am wearing a nursing bra right now, and it is the most comfortable bra I have ever had on my body. So, the reason, the why, uh-huh. you can't ask why. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't walk have, us, walk yeah, I don't have babies. So, um, I've been volunteering with this awesome organization called Chicago Birth Works, which mm-hmm. um, supplies, it's like a mother daughter doula team. Um, that helps like black moms on the south and west sides of the city uh, get like baby care, help 
pair them with doulas, all this amazing work. They have somebody who like encapsulates the placenta and it's just like this beautiful celebration of like black motherhood. Mm-hmm. So they did a donation drive and uh, the woman who runs it was like, I was on my way out, like after helping out for a couple of hours. And she was like, take this bra, just like try it out. And I was like, mm, okay, like whatever. And I put it on and it is, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, and it, it, it's insane. And I'm like, also no one can tell the only thing you can see, and this is not good for audio, but there's like a little clip on the front where it like yeah, attaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can like drop boob, which is cool. But I'm like, there's no wire. It is supportive. And I'm like a double D. So like to hoist the girls up without a wire is a, uh, it's a feat. I'm in. I'm, con- I'm telling wow. you. <laughs> what a piss. <laughs> Get nursing it's, bras. It's want. very, it makes a lot of Heck sense. Yeah. And also like, I'm a constant bra wearer. I wear a bra all the time. I'm not a, I'm not, I just am not comfortable without one. Mm-hmm. And I see the appeal because like, hey, I need to feel a, either a easy access or just like, I want to feel some wind on my nips. Just let that flap <laughs> yes. go. Absolutely. It's kind of like the butt flap on a onesie. You just need to get a little draft in. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I feel like a changed woman. I feel like without, I didn't have to have like the baby to get this life hack and I want to share it with the world. You know what, what I mean? What a great hat. Yeah. I mean, so. it's a, that might be a game changer. I'm going to be looking it's at those the next really time. It's really comfortable. So this one. I mean, I have maternity shorts in my closet, so oh, I'm sure yeah. that this could also work for <laughs> For yeah. a different part of Across my body. Across the board, yeah. <laughs> you might be able to get like a little matching set, like a little tankini. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> I've definitely I've, been at Target looking at stuff and picked it up and been like, oh, this is maternity clothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's cute no, as hell. Yeah. It's made super to be comfortable, comfortable stretchy. Not, mm-hmm. not too proud to wear maternity, you know? Absolutely 2020, not. my my hashtag for the year. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I, we've all we're all creatives. We've birthed things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. That's when whenever I talk to someone who's like it, the lit, and I don't mind if you talk about your kids, but if literally the only thing you talk about is your kids, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like. Can we talk about my child, a.k.a. the script I'm working on? I know. Can you imagine if you just went on, like, with little fucking anecdotes about your script? Like, today, um, after lunch, yeah. Josie, that's the waitress character, um, she told me, I don't know, she she said, can I, do you want to order a fries with that? And then I was like, no, waitresses don't actually say that, but then they do. Yeah. Josie definitely does. It was so cute. My script is so so cute. cute. (laughs) I love it. I'm very proud of it. I have high feeling, high things for it. I don't think I'm putting too much of myself into it, but. (laughs) Yeah. That said, I do love talking about myself (laughs) and my projects. I'm making fun of that, but I do that to my husband all the time. (laughs) Well, Well, husbands, that's what they're there for. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was in your yeah. vows, right? Like, for rich or for poor, also, you will hear about my sketches. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I will mean, listen I, to yours. I will say this about vows. Sean put in his vows that he would bring me coffee in bed every morning. Mm-hmm. And he already did that a lot before we got married. And ever since we got married, he has every single day that he's home, he's brought me coffee in bed. Wow. So, I know. How long have you been married? Um... Like a year and a half, or more than that. Our anniversary is in September, so almost two years. 
I yeah. am impressed deeply. That's yeah. very impressive. Right? I was like, wow, that's a great. I have no similar clause in your contract, Sean. You know? <laughs> I was going to show up daily for yeah. you in a specific way. Now, is he like baby birding this coffee to you? Or like, what's the... <laughs> Actually, it's really cute. It's really cute. He has the dogs trained so that when he takes the coffee out... They come, they know that it's time to wake me up. So they all come in. So first I get woken up by the dogs and then there's coffee after the dogs. No. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. This is, this is very cute. I feel like this is an advertisement for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Tess it's is, pretty great. You're living that, fol- that Folgers life. Like that's a commercial. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, all you guys- needs a maternity bra. I mean, and it's a perfect, perfect a dog morning. on each side. Exactly. I think I think my husband prefers what I do, which is generally no bra. Yeah, he's fine yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. You guys were just um, camping in Catalina. Does he make you coffee like when you guys are backpacking in the morning? Yeah. Or even when we were camping, he woke up early and made the coffee first. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. It's crazy. I love it. How was, it, was so that? What happened? You got dropped yeah. off in the back of Catalina and then like hiked in. Yeah, it was like a. I mean, it was really beautiful. Catalina is just like so incredible. It's just crazy that there's this island so close to LA that has like such beautiful clear water and like amazing wildlife and everything. So yeah, we got dropped off in the back part of the island and then we did a. It's like a seven and a half mile hike in, but we had to backpack in. So like all your shit you need for the whole trip, you have to carry on this hike. Um, and then we were like in this very, very remote beach, just in the middle of the Pacific, no cell reception, which was giving me like a lot of, it was like giving me a lot of anxiety, but then it was also like, you know what, this is like good to do sometimes is just put yourself like in the middle of the fucking ocean with no possible way to contact people except via a seven and a half mile hike. Yeah. That's, that's nice. How, what what is it probably like 48 hours of like a screen detox before you start feeling good about not having that anymore? Like, I wonder how long that period is before you're like, oh, cool. I can stop checking my phone or whatever. Yeah. I can't say I reached that on this trip, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think those phantom like reaching for foe. I always do the phantom push up glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) I I went. Oh, God. No, no, no. no. Um, Go for it. I've gone, uh, so what I do when I need a new cell phone is I always order a Groupon factory refurbished iPhone. Hell yeah. It's much cheaper, pay it up front, and then the bill doesn't, like, get changed. So, um, Mm -hmm. about five years ago, I went 12 days without a phone, and it was sick. (laughs) <laughs> it was awesome i loved it how long it. did you did was there a period where you missed it before it got awesome or were you like happy right away there were like little things i just had to adjust to so like uh i would be on my laptop more like on facebook messenger you know mm-hmm. to like do that but um i was pretty i think yeah like the phantom like oh what was that or i like go to check my phone not knowing the time anytime you want is like an interesting thing as well Mm -hmm. um but it was yeah i just felt like where i am is like actually all the only place i can be you know what i mean and that was really liberating because it wasn't like pulling being pulled in like other directions or like oh shit i forgot to like it's like oh well until i get home i can't you know 
It's like the olden days. Yeah. In in the eighties and (laughs) prior. The olden (laughs) eighties. That would be sick to go back to like an old school answering machine with like a cassette tape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, I remember um, if friends that are in bands in like the 90s and stuff, and when they toured, the only way their manager could get a hold of them was be by paging them. Yeah. And then they'd have to go find a, a payphone to like call them back at. So like they weren't completely reachable at all, like most of the day. <laughs> right. Just nice. Like to not have to like answer to that, that kind of shit all the time is just. Yeah. Great. I mean, I, I think we as a society need to collectively dial back that expectation. Like, it's mm-hmm. only going to work if everyone does it. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it's so seldom necessary to get a hold of people as quickly as people expect it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are sometimes like things that are actually, but I don't know. No, people want barriers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Setting, but I have a really strong like work life balance boundary like if Mm -hmm. i'm not here i really don't want to be like brought in to like work is work and then my time is my time and you know like Mm -hmm. if i want to blend it more i can but it's yeah that's something that uh i would say in the last like four years i've worked really hard to and now everything's meaningless nothing is anything <laughs> so um, but I feel like, i've been yeah, prepping I feel like for this <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm not a prepper i'm i'm an emotional prepper um mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly. i feel like i i feel like people are a little more lax with like that stuff in quarantine just because it is just like every day is like you don't know how it's gonna go so mm. Mm-hmm. I feel people a little, I don't, I guess on my end, I don't feel the urgency quite as much. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it'll happen when it happens. Right. But yeah. It's hard to get away from that. And also now that we're getting into this being like our regular lives, it's kind of just like, yeah, this is, it is, you know, I, people are kind of starting to be assholes again, but mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, Most definitely. it's so yeah. interesting watching people adapt and just be like, oh, okay, well now I will bring my personality to this level of, of life <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i'm catching up <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I'm a- how are you at uh, julian as like, a creative person and musician like how have you found it trying to work on stuff during all of this um actually i have not written anything mm-hmm. until last night actually i like pulled my guitar out to like prep for the show Mm-hmm. And um, I've been like little like lyric ideas or like certain things that catch me in a moment. I'll like write in my notes section. I'm sure you guys, you know, do yeah. that for comedy and stuff. But like something that like catches me um, or something that I want to like sit down with at a later date and like really focus on and flesh out. Um because I don't want to let all of that creativity just, like, fall by the wayside. But um, I went back to something that I wrote down, like, maybe two or three weeks ago. And I, like, for the first time since March. And my band this year, Hi-Ho, was supposed to, like, we had to cancel a tour. We I was, like, ready to relaunch Jillian fronting a full band again. Because I was oh in a band... God turnspit for a couple of years and that ended um just over a year ago and i you know we were a band for for a while and we did some amazing like dream come true stuff and uh it took me some time to like lick my wounds and heal and like figure out how i wanted to move forward Mm -hmm. um 
And so finally, at the beginning of this year, got a really great group of people together writing pretty like cool shit and different stuff than I've written before. A little bit more like, I don't know, not experimental in like an annoying way, but like less kind of like verse, (laughs) verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus out, you know, just like a little bit less, you know, linear um, Mm -hmm. songwriting and different kind of like sound than I have in the past and like a straight punk rock kind of thing. And then, you know, and then the pandemic hit and that was, you know, hard for everybody in all of the ways. Um, So I had to like kind of, I couldn't even handle the fact that like, uh, or I couldn't like deal with the fact that that was a loss that I had to deal with. It was like, okay, I'm just like not going to think about it. I'm going to try and do other things. Like I, you know, I went on, I started going on like lots of nature walks and like whatever um and trying to like be in my body more and like I started therapy a month ago and like all these other things like eating well just like really trying to hone everything in and I'm like music will always be there it's not like gone forever but I just like can't really give it myself to it in this moment like there's too much you know the like brain space um that is required for me to like be creative that was just not available um so yeah so I wrote something last night and um it's like a real bummer it's sad it was the thing that I like wrote down uh that I wanted to come back to was um seeing like a school zone like slow down sign and I was like what's the point of that you know school zones Mm -hmm. and Oh God! There are no yeah. kids in there, and uh, in Ch- in Illinois, they're trying to like make people go back, and it's like we're gonna like literally let kids yeah. die. Yeah. Um. So, and it kind of talks about like mm-hmm. the like first line of the course is is that the wind or the ghosts on the playground? Um, oh my so, God! Yeah, yeah, it's like a real <laughs> bummer. It's like beautiful and sad, um, which is kind of my thing, but also yeah. like not always such a bummer. But I was like, well, no, I mean that's a beautiful lyric. It's very like yeah, mm-hmm. present. I can. It, it's very well written. Yeah. So. Of the moment. That's. For sure. I mean, it's. Yeah. I'm, that's good that you you know. <laughs> yeah. So, found the inspiration though. Finally, yeah, finally something kind of freed up, I feel like, and um, I'm excited to, like, be doing that, but largely I have not been creative and in that capacity. Well, I think, think, like, with with a lot, like, when this all started, it's like, you don't realize how, like, we all got knocked so far down, like, the hierarchy of needs that it was like, ooh, I need to, like, go back to basics and just make sure, like, this stuff, my, my, my base, like my, my rock is in a good place. Like, before literally, I can, can I brush my yeah. teeth today? You know, yeah. like some days that was <laughs> exactly. like, I have to treat myself like a baby to be yeah. like, you have to do this. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever else happens. Yeah. It's just gonna be, but like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so. I th- um, yeah. I think the benefit of like being in a, a creative career for this long too, is that you, the urgency, like, it's always there, but it's also that you know that just everything takes forever. And like you said, that music's always going to be there. That like, obviously mm-hmm. comedy, I, you know, we don't know what live performance is going to look like, but there will be some form yeah. of it. Like, right. we will yeah. evolve to figure it out and, you know, yeah. figure out how to keep going. But yeah, like after doing comedy this long, it's it's really hard, very, very hard to not mm-hmm. have it in the same capacity. But I also do know that I'm like, okay, 
this is a break. Like, maybe we did all collectively need it for one way or another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, find, I'll I mean, figure out myself so and being it, healthy. Yeah. Like, you can... Like you can get as pissed off about it as you want. It doesn't mm-hmm. change the fact that it's happening. Like you yeah. no mm-hmm. amount of banging your head against the wall is going to change the reality. So it's it's a very right. interesting thought experiment because it's like you can't get off the fucking mountain. May as well try to figure out pushing the boulder up and just yeah. enjoying it. Or mm-hmm. I yeah. thought you were gonna say like may as well figure out how to fucking ski down that thing. Oh, that's better. <laughs> I like that yeah. better. And yeah. honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop pushing a boulder and go snowboarding. Oh my god, love it. Make it a sticker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we we have to take a break, but we'll be right back. BRB. Alright, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Jillian. Hello. Hey. Um, Barbara, where did you find that you found a quiz? <laughs> I was just like looking up quarantine specific questions or something, you know, like because we usually play a game to get to know the guests a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And these were ten quarantine questions to get to know your partner better. And then it has a really disgusting <laughs> photo of two people that does not look natural at all, laying on the bed, staring into each other's eyes. But yeah, that is some like teenage level of you don't you don't do that once you get older. He's like, I don't want to eye gazing. Like I do this. Yeah. I stare at my boyfriend in bed, but he's not looking at me. I just do it to freak him out. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. There's no romance. No, no, no there's no romance. It's all a, a goof. Um, but yeah yeah, some of these i thought were kind of interesting so we don't have to do them all because some of them were like weird like why do you love me which would be a weird question for me to ask (laughs) someone i just met over zoom but um, i I would like to hear her answer (laughs) (laughs) okay okay jillian if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one ability what would it be Mm. I hate this and like the superhero question. Yeah, <laughs> it is really shitty. It's, it's I yeah. I don't know it's, why, and I don't mind like hearing other people answer it. But literally, like any podcast I've listened to, and like any time I hear this question, I always think I don't know <laughs> what <Yeah>. I would want <laughs> with any ability. Um. It's also uh, kind of shitty because it's obviously this writer being like, I'm going to ask the superhero question, but not directly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, you know what? Well, but does it have to be? I would say maybe it's a slightly different question because. I, it is. Because uh, you know. what I would say is maybe that if I could be, uh, it's like tandem, less self-doubt and like um, better follow through. Hmm. Gotcha. I thought you were going to say better followers, like social media. <laughs> <laughs> better, high quality followers. I'm looking for high. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want I can hot reply, guys. All these freaking plebs following me. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I could wake up as an influencer, I think yeah. I would really feel <laughs> yeah. I think that's there good. We go. Yeah, we're always, I mean, self 
yeah, both of those things mm. I would love a, a little bit more of. When you yeah. look at the people who have like a thousand percent, you're like, where the fuck? Can I just like dig a little bit out of that? Can Did I? anybody ever bully you? Like, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> I'm like, where? But yeah. also, I think there's a tipping. I think there's a tipping point, right? Because like. The smartest people I know have, like, at least some self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I think that's how, like, the sign of an intelligent person. Because if you have no doubt, you're not a critical thinker. Yeah. Yes. So that's I actually true. don't trust people that have zero self-doubt. I think it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know, I don't want zero, but I want, like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I want to, you know, tap into theirs slightly. Nothing mm-hmm. makes me feel more crazy <laughs> than being at a comedy show and watching a dude bomb. And then they're like, I fucking crushed it. And you're like... We were all here. Yeah, it's like it does. It seems where, really fun. Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, even people who do crush it, anyone who has ever said I crushed or I killed makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Um. Oh wait, what was I going to say? Oh wait, Brandy, don't you have a somebody reached out to you and thought that you were their bully? Or no, they thought they bullied you. They no, thought they, they thought they bullied, they bullied you. me. Oh, this is <laughs> wow. dude. I got to talk about I, this. Yeah, a woman reached out to me on um, on Facebook. I, she was like trying to make amends. Uh, she's, I, I think, she never really confirmed that or not. But hold on, let me find the exact messages. They were so funny. Uh, um, yeah, Brandy sent this to us and was like, "I think somebody, I don't remember being bullied, but someone says they were my bully." <laughs> yeah, she was like, "I bullied you this summer and this summer, and I'm so sorry." And I was like, "I don't." Was I bullied and I don't remember? <laughs> yeah, did did you repress that? No, it, like she was talking about another brandy that she met. Oh, it was a different. <laughs> but okay, I'm sure, okay. yeah, of course you did have that moment at first of like, you know, you always hear these stories about people repressing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, wait, I need to, I need to run through my Rolodex real quick. Have we? <laughs> did you bully me? Yeah. <laughs> was I bullied? I can't you should remember. have just taken Wait. and asked her for money or something. Yeah. I know. I should have really, I really, I really fucked up. <laughs> Gonna note that. When you thought maybe you were bullied and you were like running through your brain, were there any possible candidates that you thought, ah, maybe it was that person? I mean, not. <sighs> Not really. I mean, I was like, is this like some popular girl that thought that she got one over from me on me when right. she like said some yeah. shit, but I like don't yeah. remember or whatever. Oh yeah. Like, oh, here it is. Uh, hi Brandy. This is blah. The blah's friend from when we were in elementary school. I've been meaning to write you for years, but never knew what to say. I was mean to you sometimes. And I'm really sorry about that. I don't want to assume how you feel about anything. And also do not expect a response, but I wanted to say, I'm sorry. I was mean to you when we were kids. I hope you're well. And I was like, Thanks for the apology. Um, I don't remember anyone being mean to me at elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Friend. <laughs> I was like, are you sure you're the right person? And I said my elementary school. And I was like, if if you're making amends, just want to make sure you're making it to the right person. I don't remember your friend's name. It's not ringing any bells. And she just wrote back, yikes. I'll have to do more research. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, you imagine? make sure that's the right person before sending that? I know. Yeah. And also, like, how well, many okay, fucking but... Brandies do you know? <laughs> that's not a popular name. It's Brandy really not. Posey? Brandy yeah. Posey? There's, like, one of my name. There are not that many <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah, it's so funny. And she's like, thank I, you. I hope she's just sending this to every Brandy. Brandy, the singer. She's like, I'm just going to copy and paste this. To yeah. <laughs> she's like, thanks for responding. And I'm glad no one was mean to you in elementary school. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was, I was pretty popular in elementary school. Everybody seemed to like me. I was but doing all right. Even count in elementary school. Well, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, possible. Possible. yes. Yeah, everybody. I so. Like, I was friends with everybody. I feel like I because yeah. popularity, like, there weren't like the cliques quite yet, or like they were starting to form. But I feel like I was mm-hmm. really fluid, like, with everybody at that age. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was. There was was a teacher at my elementary school that Mm -hmm. was like really young and every single girl had a crush on him. And we would all like, I'm just remembering that was like, I guess what you would call the popular girls. But like the popular girls would just go into his room and we would like write on the board. And like, we all had crushes on this teacher. And now I was just talking to my friend who was in that class with me. I'm like, looking back, like that guy was like 24 and we all thought he was so cute. (laughs) Oh my God. He's so horrified. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, it was totally harmless. Of course, of course. He, he must have known it was just like five girls that wanted to come like play hangman every day at lunch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Will you be my boyfriend? Guess, oh, guess what? You're just filling in the hangman. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can I get your number? <laughs> and I remember he got engaged and I, like that was like devastating, devastating for so many people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could probably fuel a small country on the, on the power of of like young girls' crushes, they're just the yeah. most oh. intense. Yes, powerful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Jillian, what was your? Did you have like a big like crush when you like? What was your like the like your JTT or like your huge crush when you were a kid? Um, I mean, I loved Nick Carter and Aaron Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like wh- what a special moment was was when like Aaron Carter was on the Lizzie McGuire show. That was like kind of a big deal meeting of the world (laughs) yeah it was and and then they like kissed they like smooched at the end and also like a couple of years ago he was like literally like take me back hillary duff and it was so weird um this is like many 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 years ago when you guys were like barely pubescent you know Mm -hmm. like and you're an adult man now and Um, hillary duff is like living her life right she's i truly love her (laughs) she's doing great um i watched that show younger it's like a tv land she's so good in that she's amazing i love i yeah that's like i don't believe in guilty pleasures but that's Mm -hmm. like kind of along those lines for me i don't watch a lot of tv kind of like in that vein but um Oh, that's it's a great delicious. show. I met one of the writers yeah. on it. And, yeah. you know, it's not a show a ton of people watch, but I had, like, literally just binged four seasons, and I was like, oh, oh my God, amazing. Charles. Like, I was yes. right in her face, and she was like, whoa, no one watches this show. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, I went through, like, probably the biggest breakup of my life, and that show was, like, the escape that I had, like, to be in a different world. I did it in quarantine, too. It's like you escape into a different world, because things are shit in your own and you just get to like exist there for a temporary period of time. And uh, Younger did that for me. But yeah, I, uh, I still just like love Hillary Duff. Um, I don't know. But then like, yeah, I, I remember because getting I was getting into like punk rock mm-hmm. stuff. I was in love. OK, forget Aaron Carter. That's like young, young Jillian. <laughs> Num- OK, number one. Wow. <laughs> Joel Madden of Good Charlotte. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Good he was Charlotte. very, very cute. Yeah. <laughs> Benji, Benji was, like, the punk as fuck one. He was, like, had the Liberty Spikes and, yep. like, more tattoos. Um, 
And then, like, I was in love with Billy Joe from Green Day for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah like, what, once I was, key. like, kind of into music, the, mm-hmm. the dude Pierre from Simple Plan was another one. Derek from Sum 41 was too ugly. Um, so I like the <laughs> bass player cone. <laughs> I was like, I love it's like you had to mention it. You're like, you're probably asking how I felt about Derek from Sum 41. Um, Definitely not. Just so you know, absolutely not. I'm like listing through like that group of bands. So from that time, and it was like, I wanted to love Derek and Avril Lavigne was married to him. And like, she Mm -hmm. was a big deal for me growing up as well. So I was like, well, he's like good enough for Avril, but um, no. But I feel like he works for that, for that. Mm-hmm. you know era of like the ugly cute ugly you know, cute type of thing where it's like girls yeah. like them because they're like oh but i he i get him yeah, yeah. and he, exactly. i mean he was the lead yeah. singer like he wrote the songs played guitar mm-hmm. he was a performer he was you know and also like duh like tom DeLong and mark what if we like I had mean, him on the like, line right now we're like tell him to his face he's ugly Hey, Derek. That's our weird prank show where we just goad you into saying you don't like a celebrity and they're sitting That is actually a brilliant, like, secretly find out your guests, like, celebrity crush and then have them be, like, the surprise guest. There is, like, there's money in that idea, you guys. They were going to do that to me when we had French Stewart on because that's who I was obsessed with as a child if you want to know anything about me. French Um, Stewart? what? Do I not? Who did you say? Sorry. Oh, French Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah and uh, they were going to surprise me with him, but they were, and they were like, I think we need to warn her what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tess the other day was like, do you remember those Abercrombie and Fitch guys? They were so hot. And I was like, no, I like French Stewart. <laughs> that was not my speed. I mean, that makes sense. But just looking at how much you love like hot boys like that now, I'm like, that. come on. Like. <laughs> I it do, but like, I just don't. But it's not like I think it's still a thing where I'm like from afar because I, I want to know that I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, for me, because I was thinking about it because I'm always like, you know, Magic Mike is one of the first movies I've ever seen that like I felt like it was geared towards like the like, you know, straight mm-hmm. female gaze of like, you know, objectifying men. And then I was yeah. looking back and I was like, no, you know who did do it before them? Fucking Abercrombie and Fitch. Like their catalogs. <laughs> were basically <laughs> pornographic. I mean, they were so <laughs> dirty. Like Sexual. these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. like these guys were like it was a cl- it was like the Victoria's Secret thing where it was like a clothing catalog but they were not wearing clothes. And they were just like always doing like really horny shit and like even the bag was <laughs> horny. They had a fucking topless guy in the store who I it was either free or a dollar and you could take a polaroid photo with this like hunk with this hunk in the yeah. mall. I think that might have just been in Southern California. We did not have the shirtless man in Maryland. We, yeah. we had him in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. but I was definitely too scared to go near them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go like every single, like that was one of my mall stops because it was like, okay. <laughs> mall stops. Yeah, you get a good, like, band guy. name something. I have yeah. to say, stops. wait. Okay, since we're speaking on the subject, I have to admit something, and I'm a oh. little nervous. I'm a little nervous to talk about it, but I think it's I pretty wait. funny. <laughs> so, I played this on the show. I think two weeks ago, Tess and some of our other friends for my my birthday got me um, a Chris Kirkpatrick cameo. It was yes. very funny. He said all these weird in sync puns, but the thing is, Whitney, my, my like best friend, is one who organized it, and. 
she pick she thinks she doesn't know that he's not the one I had the crush on. She thinks that it's him. But it was AJ from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! Yes. Dude, I knew yes. that I knew I knew that you liked AJ. And I didn't really I like liked AJ I, too. I didn't want to question her on it. Like I was just like I'm like I'm almost positive Babs was a BSB girl, but like I was like, I'm sure This is amazing. But it's really funny because it's so sweet. I love it. Like it's perfect. Even for that reason, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Um but, like, I saw Whitney the other day, and she was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I was going to, like, make him say something about how you had a crush on him. And I, it confirmed it, because I was, like, I was, like, oh, this is really funny, but I'm not really sure why she picked him. And I was, like, oh, she probably thinks he's she the one I like. AJ. And now I'm, like, I don't, I don't want to tell her. I mean, I'm going to tell her someday, but not. Well, oh, now she's going to hear. Also, I, don't so like he, I don't think she listens anymore, so I don't think she'll hear this. I mean, I will so say this. Funny. To Whitney's credit, uh, uh, he is the AJ of NSYNC. I was going to say that. I loved doing that. I loved like pairing, (laughs) you know, like what's the one to one. Yeah. Well, Brian and and JC. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Nick and Justin. Mm -hmm. Those were like the two obvious ones. Yeah. Yeah, And then like Lance, Lance and Kevin. Okay. I think. Yeah. No, I, uh, well, okay, but that means Howie and Joey are the same. And I don't think that's true because I think Joey had a much bigger career than Howie ever did. Mm. So, but Lance, kind of the NSYNC guys well, had jo- bigger careers than Who, the yeah. BSB guys, so it's hard to but say. But, like, I think you have to go, like, vibe-wise. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Who, so who was AJ paired with? Who was the bad boy of AJ NSYNC? was the bad Joey. boy. Oh, no, I feel no. like Joey, Joey. right? Yeah, I, I think AJ and Joey are more, and they're, they're more also, goatee. like, old. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe Howie is is Chris. So, Howie and Chris. Yeah. That's where that's where They're I land goobers. with it. I They're think. the goobers more. Yeah. yeah. I, that makes yeah. sense. But it's really funny because I'm like, oh no, I f- I can't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of your life, Wit's gonna get you like in sync stuff every few birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like, thank you, appreciate it, <laughs> so good. Other other people are gonna start buying it for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to play along. That's fine. I mean, it was so yeah. like I said, I didn't care because it was hilarious and awesome. But it was like a funny thing where I was like, oh no, she doesn't know it's AJ. <laughs> I mean, I Crazy. think that makes it even funnier because of how embarrassed Chris Kirkpatrick was in the in the cameo. Like oh, it's yeah. even it's, funnier that it's amazing that it was also the wrong yeah the wrong guy. Yeah. Like we made him do this for no wrong reason. Band. <laughs> It's perfect. Is AJ on cameo? I don't think so. Uh, he's I, don't, a, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked. But yeah, I don't a, think there's a lot of those guys. He's a real bad oh. boy then. He's like, I'm not That's doing right. that. No, he's I'm mysterious. Wind, baby. <laughs> um, okay, let's do one more and then we'll take a break. Let's see. Okay. Ooh, there's a couple in here that are, that are like, I'm like, ooh, you, that's a hell of a partner question. I know. Like, we'll just say this one just to discuss. Well, we don't have to ask yeah. this to you, Jillian, but just this is funny. Mm-hmm. It says to say to your partner, think of two sexual fantasies. One you have imagined but don't want to try, and another you would. Tell me one of the two, but don't tell me which category it falls into. Why? <laughs> no. Because you're setting the other person up to, like, sexy surprise you with whatever you say. And if it's the thing that you don't want, then it's yeah. like, hey, whoa, no. No. This yeah, that is- doesn't... One you've imagined but don't want to try. Why would you be imagining sex scenarios you don't want to but try? That's literally try. never happened to me. 
<laughs> I've never been like, ooh, let me think of something that doesn't turn me on. <laughs> I don't know that I have or have not. That's like an interesting thing. That is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Because well, I think like most like, obviously porn exists in like a, a heightened reality that I don't think everyone would necessarily want to do in real life. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. But it just does seem like a weird like test you're putting them yeah. 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 Oh, it's definitely a test. No and it's like, hopefully they don't go buy like a whole pleather, you know, right. yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted. Totally. Well, then mm-hmm. the next one is the one that I'm like, I feel like this is a fight. Do you think it's better to be the one who is loved more or the one who loves more? Uh, like that's a that's a fight. <laughs> yeah. Saying, right. Hey, we're trying to keep quarantine interesting. Okay. That's true. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to break up a Tuesday, you know? the wretched okay okay this is here's here's a real here's the one we'll actually ask which is also kind of maybe stupid and like the superhero one but Mm -hmm. if you could have a secret decoder ring that explains uh hidden truths what one question would you run through the ring hold on one more time if you could th- have a secret decoder, sorry, I didn't realize that this is like a personal question, so I changed it. If you could have a secret decoder ring that explains all, never mind. This is that doesn't make any sense. This <laughs> explains do, my let's behavior. Let's do the next one. Yeah. Are rich are rich people happier? What amount of money would make you happier? Uh, mm, uh, I don't think. I think uh, security is important to mm. alle- alleviating anxiety. So, um, every time I think like, man, I'm making a lot of money and then I calculate out what I'm making for a year, I'm like, oh, that's nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. so I don't know. I, it's like pathetic. I don't know if I have like a number for a single me, for like a single me, if I wanted to like just live my life, maybe slightly more elevated, like, I'm like, go get a facial not doing that <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to because like the experiences that i would want to have this money for well, now yeah this is a, right this shit also is such a weird question i guess maybe between partners it makes sense but like mm. it's so weird to be like what amount will make you <laughs> yeah what amount of yeah. money will keep like you in this stupid like you should spend <laughs> yeah. three you should spend three months of work on an engagement ring like it's like equates to happiness or equates to like what you should yeah do. yeah but yeah i think Security is it? Yeah, it's like you know. I would w- a just want to feel like secure and then have fun money. That was not like I don't, I don't, I'm not high maintenance as a human, so yeah. um, it would you know not be anything. Too, Ooh, I too like much. this. Yeah, I'm not high maintenance, but I'm human. Yeah, yeah. that's I how love I feel. That. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. and also like to the point of are rich people happier? Like I know obviously the cliche thing is money doesn't buy you happiness. Yada yada. Okay. I just got back from camping in the middle of a fucking island where I was eating MREs and peeing behind a rock. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there were people coming up to this paradise in their yachts and they were like in a like they were in a yacht. Yes. Rich people are happier. Like people who can be (laughs) in yachts whenever they fucking want are very, very happy. I, no, that was, that, I, that's where that was going. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. See, <laughs> I was expecting. I don't know if that's true though, because if you can be I on a yacht, agree. yeah, yeah, if you can be on a yacht every day, then a yacht doesn't mean anything. I think if you lose the stakes, 
then once money means nothing, then I think like an experience kind of means nothing because you could do it whenever. So it's not special. No, totally. And I know that's I know that's the traditional line we tow. I think it's true. Though. <laughs> I think to be honest, uh-huh. when you're rich and can do fun ass shit all the time, it's probably pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, but here's the thing: fun mm-hmm. ass shit. Your level for my level for fun ass shit is like way down here, and I'm like sick. Uh, but rich people, they keep pushing it higher and higher. Yeah. And I don't know if yeah. you want to get into any of your Epstein shit, Brandy, but... Yeah. Hey, I was not going to bring it up. I wasn't <laughs> going to bring it up. But do you think my brain was there in the okay. background? Like I know yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. I'm know you. Exactly. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think yeah. that you touched on this like money Mm -hmm. for some people is a finite resource and money for other people is a concept and when you hit the point that money is a concept if you still function under the nothing will satisfy me and i need to keep at leveling up that's when no matter what you're not gonna be a happy person but I but, agree, the security, like, that I was mm-hmm. talking about. And it's like, yeah, I would yeah. love to, like, that's sick. They get to, like, go on a yacht, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> and I think that there are, I think that there are, I think it is possible to cultivate a level of presence and appreciation. I don't think if you're unable to do it without money that you will be able to do it with money. Yeah. Yes. But, but I think that there are people who do um, cultivate that kind of appreciation mm. for their life that are able to enjoy, like, and actually... Yeah, do enjoy every yacht trip and mm-hmm. do enjoy every meal. <laughs> yeah. I do think those people exist. Yeah. I don't I don't think that every single person that's like filthy rich. I think obviously many many of them are, but I do think that there's like really wealthy people that just enjoy a really nice life. I'm sure there is. I guess I just don't think about it that much because I'm like just yeah. focused on trying to survive myself <laughs> and like Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel content right now and happy. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm, maybe they're happy. Uh, so it, the question is, if they're happier, mm-hmm. I guess I can't answer that. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Happiness is obviously such a subjective thing, too. It's probably hard to, like, measure person to person. But. Well, a lot of it also seems to be, like. It, where where is your wealth coming from like if it's like if like you built your own company from the ground up and you're like proud of like how your money was attained and like you fucking struggled to make it like then you like earned the shit that you're gonna do with that versus like i mean it seems like a lot of people that just like inherit a lot they they don't know what things mean or like how they never had like that struggle to like find their identity to like to, to right. like Julian was yeah. saying, like it's just yeah. a concept to you. It's not. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's mm-hmm. where the like problem comes in with it because it's like if it's mm-hmm. just a concept to you, like the yeah. people who actually need it, you have like no like real empathy for, and yeah. you know what I mean. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and your ability to like face struggle when it actually happens is like so you're. You're, you're, you're so not primed low. for it. Yeah, you yeah. don't know how to how to deal when like something act, life actually throws something at you. So you think everything is a mountain, and you're just mm-hmm. living in molehills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> molehill life over yeah. here. <laughs> but we will take your money. Um, <laughs> Gladly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Jillian, you want to play us out with a song for this segment? Sure, yes. Um, let me grab my guitar. Hell yeah. What are you going pl- to play for us? Um, so, this is a song that I wrote after the first Vagabonies trip that we did Aww. in 2019. Um, it's called Desertion. 
we did like a full band demo of it right before um, the world turned upside down. It sounds a lot different, it's a lot heavier, kind of more jammy, but um, I like the slow, sad girl version as well. So here's Desertion.
Hey, everybody. We're back. I am Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with Jillian. And uh, send us your lady problems. You know, we, we've all caught up on ours. So if you want to send them to lady to lady comedy at gmail.com. Send them on in. We're going to do some follow-ups from some uh, old ones we had. Yeah. I mean, even if your lady problem is, hey, I've been staring at a wall. What else should I put on the wall to stare at? We've got we ideas. Can brainstorm that. Nothing yeah. too big or too small. Yeah, Truly. absolutely. What color nail polish should I try that I've never tried before? We have Ooh. thoughts on that. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, we can get there. Um, and we also love hearing uh, follow-ups from people that uh, once we have answered yours, if we did a good job or not, like, let us know. <laughs> Because we never know what's good. going on. Help exactly. us help you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. This is, so we're going to read a couple of those. This is one that we got from a gal that was wondering, like, going through a breakup and, like, how, you know, moving to a foreign country and, like, how the hell do you start dating and, like, how do you stay right. friends with an ex? Right. And, all and we that. were like, oh, it'll happen whether you plan it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Hey, um, I'm so stoked that you all responded to my lady problem. I can't tell you how affirming it was to just hear you guys say, from an outside perspective, trust your instincts and you're making good decisions. In fact, I had thought about writing in earlier about this decision of whether to break up or not, and I could hear your advice in my head. It definitely helped me lean towards this decision. Someone in the episode actually sort of applauded the choice we made to break up now instead of after a few sad slash toxic months of trying long distance, and exactly how, and that's exactly how we thought about it. I would rather end things on good terms and get some closure. I also love that someone mentioned how close you can stay with someone even if you only talk to them a few times a year. That's so true. I guess I've just made so many huge decisions all at once and I'm waiting for the double, the doubt and fear to set in, but it hasn't. I feel really confident and excited about all of this and having an outside perspective agree with that was so affirming. Thank you for your fantastic advice. I love you guys and I'm sure to keep you posted. Um, Let's see. Also, I forgot to mention my pronoun to my first email. It was cool that y'all kept using they, them, just in case. That's a culture shift that has not made it to D.C. yet, with, but which I'd like to get better about. Either way, I go by she, her, and now my ex is he, him. And this was the one she's, she's majoring in criminology, and so she wanted to oh, tell right. us a little, little bit about that. Okay. okay, so criminology. Again, thanks for being so excited about this. Oh, my computer zoomed in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, criminology. Again, thanks for being so excited about this. So my program is in international criminology, meaning it has more oh God, I scroll now, more to do with crime that involves borders. Immigration, refugees, human trafficking, border security, etc. I put crime in big air quotes because we don't love to talk about refugees as criminals. Even if they are entering a country illegally, it is not exactly a matter of deviance the way that we think of nor- as normal crime. So this isn't exactly related to that kind of to the kind of local policing we we're talking about right now as a country, but it still has everything to do with how we criminalize people of color. And by approaching these issues from a criminology background, which is heavy on the behavioral science of how people respond to policy, I can ultimately work in policy writing advising that makes um, the law more progressive and more supportive of people in these groups. Immigrants, uh, refugees, human trafficking victims, etc. Crime is literally inherent, uh, inherently defined by what the law determines as legal versus illegal. It's also a social contra- construct. The law is both A, the determined of what counts as criminal behavior and be the thing that forces people into a situation in which they choose to commit a crime, like an inability to escape poverty because of generational systemic racism, for example. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to use the behavioral science to make better policy on both of those fronts. Also, someone mentioned whether all the data about crime in this country is just totally fucked up because 
Uh, as TikTok user Rinstar said so beautifully, black neighborhoods are over-policed and white perpetrators are undercharged. Yes, that's true. There are, however, two data sets for crime in this country. Uniform crime reports are what is most often referred to uh, most often used by dumb right-wingers because it is a summation of all police-reported crime in the country uh, as reported by law enforcement agencies. Thankfully, there's another data set. The National Crime Victimization Survey is conducted by the Census Bureau twice a year. They interview household members in a nationally representative sample of approximately 43,000 households um, which it turns out to be about 76,000 people. Approximately 150,000 interviews of persons aged 12 or older are conducted annually. Households stay in the sample for three years. New households rotate into the sample on an ongoing basis. Um, so in this data set, it gives us a better idea of non-reported crime, which is so important for crimes like sexual assault. The UCR is still important for some things, like the actual real rates of homicide in the country. Um, the other one, though, is, by contrast, has to infer trends from a sample set um, so they each have uh, benefits. Okay, I think that's about covered everything that you discussed. Tess, I will be in Rotterdam, but when I visit Amsterdam, I will most definitely be taking your advice on headphones to the zoo, and I will keep you posted with I do. And then she sent <laughs> some pictures of her kitty, which is great. <laughs> we love seeing cats. Our listeners yes. are so fucking baller. It's awesome. I know. That's so I'm awesome. so proud of her. I yeah. know. I was like reading this wow. and I was like, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you for That's like, so cool. for like going That's... into that line of work, like with a, a, a conscience and like wanting to, you know, yeah, understand how to help the system and like everything that we're going through right now as a country. It's like, we need more people doing that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like that is actually something that could help really change things. You know, I think all of us are trying to figure out ways to be effective and mm-hmm. her actual line of work is, you know, going to do that. So that's really impressive. And that was really interesting to hear about the statistics because it is crazy. You know, obviously anyone can like make a meme and just put it up and be like, no, see, this proves my point. And you're just yeah. like, right. where the mm-hmm. fuck is everyone getting these things from? So it's so nice to like hear, oh, OK, yeah. this is why this might seem this way. Exactly. exactly. And that yeah. there's like a control, like that's set up for, we have like a rotation of like that mm-hmm. second data set she was talking about is like super important and awesome because that goes more to like, yeah, I don't know, that anecdotal yeah, the non reported, yeah, mm-hmm. and like the exactly. trying to get a handle on what the optics are for like all of that stuff that we, you know, know happens but doesn't get handled the same way as like, selling weed on the street or murdering someone you know like it's yeah yeah selling weed on the street that's still a thing you know like chicago it is legal here but it's so expensive most people just go through their dealers still Mm -hmm. totally yeah Yeah. i mean california is kind of the same way or has gotten to be that way um Yeah. yeah it's very i mean it's really sucks uh how I think legalization has been really beneficial, obviously, because there are so many people of color that are in jail for cannabis related crimes. So like, they had to legalize it for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really fucking disheartening just to see so many white people making so much money off of cannabis in an yeah. industry that's put so many black and Mexican people in jail. Like it's and in, to mm-hmm. not see that now that it's gone onto the white market, that the people that were making money on weed before are still able to continue making money on weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, and, and like corporations and stuff too are the ones that were they're only, at least in California, it seemed like they're the only ones that are able to like afford like the license to be able to do it. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, what, well, what could we do? We couldn't keep weed illegal. That was causing mm-hmm. its own set of problems. Like that definitely yeah. was wreaking havoc, but yeah, it's, 
it's so expensive and it's put a lot of female businesses out of business and like it's made it so prohibitive for small businesses to to stay legit and then it's brought down the price of weed on the black market too at the same time mm. so like there are mm. people i mean which is kind of like as a consumer i guess good but um yeah it's it's interesting it's a really interesting business does that uh, i because we know a lot of people that have like trimmed weed for money on the side that's like a mm-hmm. if, if a seasonal job that exists in california and if you're creative you go do that you make a bunch of money it has like that and that like it's it's pretty lucrative to be able to do that has like the amount that you make doing that kind of thing gone down too with it then yeah from what i've heard anecdotally i think rates have gone down actually pretty significantly for that yeah yeah just because those farms are not making nearly what they were making before yeah hmm. yeah interesting everything's great <laughs> i know but it's like we had to legalize it i no, know we did every, this is what happens with everything right right of course when they, yeah when they get their like grubby little hands <laughs> on it of course this is fucking what happens so exactly yeah, yeah exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah, and they would never write the law to be like also you have to like hire x amount of people uh that are like you know or yeah, you have to put money exactly. towards like rehab programs of people who were mm-hmm. put in jail from this. You know, I mean, that's I feel Let like people out put of jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that is in a lot of state laws. That is in th- yeah. there are people that are, if you're in jail for just a cannabis crime, people, and that's the wonderful thing about it. You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I just think it's shit, like or like have some kind of program where people that were big on the black market could easily transition to the white market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to um, expunge their record, let them just start as a legit person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. But uh, anyway, that's people my... who make a lot of money work. They don't do that. Oh, they... right. Yeah. These are true. the yacht. Yeah. The yacht people are the people <laughs> I know. who come in and crush the, <laughs> they, the, the mm-hmm. black market people. This, <laughs> this is so true. This is why they're not so happy. True. They've got blood yeah. on their hands. And no matter how many times you jump off of that yacht into that water, the blood's not coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But anyway, our yeah. listeners are amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it's fucking cool to hear from you guys with like that kind of. St- I mean, you know, we are none of us have criminology degrees. I want, I want to know that. Like now, I can speak more, you know, uh, with more knowledge to that kind of stuff too in the future. So appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Tess, um, you got something, I will, right? I also have an update. I was contacted on Instagram by a listener who um, has some insight. Last episode, I was talking about how bullshit the uh, quotes on the Yogi Tees are. <laughs> yes, the they're inspirational like the most, quotes. Yeah, they're terrible. Um, just as an example, I had Sean and I both had Yogi Tea last night, so I took these off. These are so fucking dumb. Oh, the literal tea bag, like Yogi yeah. Tea bag. Mm-hmm. Okay, all yeah. right. I'm like, so you know the little thing? tag that mm-hmm. has the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, these make me so angry. <laughs> when the dawn of simplicity comes in life, complications leave. Mm. What? <laughs> the dawn. Of I get it. <laughs> It's so dumb. It's, it's there's nothing overwrought. profound. It's a little bit over- t- too complicated for what it's like getting at. It's like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. poorly written. It's not. Do they attribute too many words? To anybody? Which is against the point. Yeah. Yeah. Too many words, and also yeah, no shit. When simplicity comes into your life, complications leave. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can like hear the man bun <laughs> on the copywriter. <laughs> well, and then here's another one. This one. You must have self-respect. Only then can you respect somebody. Mm, hate it. It yeah. means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. So, so, 
She said, uh, I have some answers regarding your yogi tea shit sayings, Quam. The person, <laughs> <laughs> the person who writes those messages is literally a receptionist who does them between calls. No. The what? picture, yes. What? <laughs> This yeah. is some this is some hot tea. This is some hot right? tea. We have tea right literal now. hot tea. <laughs> literal hot tea. Um, and then she said the picture of the dude on the side of the box mm-hmm. it was the leader of the cult I was so lucky to be born into. He was a dick. Also he named me <gasps> still a dick. What? What? <laughs> There's so much to unpack. Also, right? why can't you right? just, like, afford to, like, a freelance, like, copy person? Exactly! Exactly! three hours Wait, I'm so a confused. month or less. I'm like, why is there a reception? You know, like, what? And, like, I drink a lot of this tea, and they are all different. There, there's like, every, that's what pisses me off. There's like 87,000 of them and they're all different and they're all bad. No. So this woman is just sitting there, what, every single day Holy coming up with this shit, shit for no money? <laughs> Who is no. the, who's this cult that I've never I heard think of? So does so, this not seem like it's a takeoff of the Snapple lady who was always working at reception and then they would have the quotes on the Snapple top? Maybe this was just like some kind of adjacent attempt. But yeah, she should be getting, even if these things are terrible, she should be getting paid for them. Right. This is I'm copywriting. Like she, she needs a, a, a raise. Exactly. So now I feel bad. I'm like, gosh, good for you. Even for though this sounds in. like the cards against humanity of like fucking woo quotes or whatever. It yeah. is. That's what it is. They're like, <laughs> or I'm just I want to know what this woman's name is. Like, I need to like have a, I want to find her on Facebook and see what Wait, she looks yeah, but, like. Yeah. Can we go back to the cult thing? What the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm so go- I asked her what Googling the cult furiously, is. Furiously, yes. I asked her what the cult is. It's called 3HO, the ha- the healthy, happy, oh, holy it. organization. Hmm. Okay, so Yogi Bajan, who is Yogi, the Yogi that is pictured on Yogi Tees, is the one mm-hmm. who started it. Here's the other thing too, just like as a yoga instructor that also cares about like appropriation and how yeah. like bullshit everything is um and we're like having that kind of like discussion in the yoga world right now about like decolonizing yoga and what it means to be a white woman like yoga mm-hmm. teacher and yeah like yogi it's like yoga is like this whole system of understanding the world and yourself and your relation to everything else and they have their fucking receptionist Writing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really? Hire a copywriter. (laughs) Like, please. Maybe someone who's had, like, a yoga training. It's just like... Let's slap a yoga on this. I am literally a copywriter with a yoga training. See? (laughs) Tess, this has fallen into your DMs. I think you might have a new side hustle. Honestly. Make your case. You could start your own and call it Tess Tease. I mean, I don't know if that would do that well, but Tess Tease. (laughs) Tess Tease. (laughs) Hello. Grab life by the balls. (laughs) Talk about it. That would be a really good bachelor party present, I think. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm gonna go down a deep hole on this. Uh, three, yeah, I'm very interested. Um, yeah, three. So that's the that's the deal, guys. I mean, <gasps> I was not expecting to get the tea, but here we are. Hmm. Damn. Also, I was named by him. I mean, hey. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> my favorite my favorite part is who named me period still a dick period <laughs> that's uh, that's it for our follow-ups right do we have another one yeah that's all i got that's good yeah that's yeah, good. yeah if you've wow. written it let us know you know we always like to know how how the advice goes so thank you for writing back and also, if you were named by a cult leader, tell us. Um, we want to hear about all our listeners that are named you by cult leaders. Um, you guys. What? Speaking of, I just found on the website we can be named by a cult leader for forty dollars. They have a requ- they have a request a name function. What? If, if if we pay these people forty dollars within a week, they will send us our spiritual name. Oh, okay, this is everybody. So <laughs> Patreon.com slash lady to lady. <laughs> we're not we're gonna collectively get lady to lady spiritual name. Yes, yeah. We're gonna wow. get just a name for the for all of us listening to the podcast for your bang for yeah. your buck. Let's get this. Let's get a name. This will be what we call the listeners of the show. Yes. It'll be the oh, Han- the Hannahs or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. That's fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. Yeah, we'll be reporting back yeah. next week on that, guys. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane. Oh man. Um uh Jillian, you want, where where can everyone find you? Find your yoga practice, find your bands, all all that shit. All of the things that I'm trying to do with my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say Instagram is probably where I am the most active and up to date um, for music stuff and just personal whatever. Um, it's hiho, H I H O dot Jillian, G I L L I A N. Not then, three ho, hi ho. No, hi ho. Oh, God. <laughs> no association. Um, yeah. And then uh, for yoga is uh, at heavyzen.jillian. Um, and that's where I post about my, I do some online stuff. I do some yoga in the park and just trying to figure out how to kind of keep moving that forward in this crazy time um but you can follow me both of those places and i also have an instagram for my cat moo she's a hairless sphinx cat and she looks a little like a cow and you can follow her at sweet.little.moo she's so cute little baby (laughs) (laughs) and jillian's gonna play us out with uh, another song what do you Hell got yeah. for and hopefully she froze last time and unfortunately played it, w- it without us so we're hoping we get to watch it this time hopefully <laughs> yeah um yes what oh. nothing like being on a rolly chair and grabbing for your guitar <laughs> you feel like the rock star that you are um I'm gonna do Brandy kind of asked for this song. This is a, a turn spit song that um, I'm really proud of. It's about kind of like leaving the place that you grew up, and this is definitely a more like uh, punky, rocky, growly Jillian song instead of a soft and pretty sad one. So, um, song's called Worthless.
We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Julian. (laughs) Bye, guys. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.